Welcome to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., a mentor to women in long-term recovery, a journalist, author, public speaker, and specifically, I have done a TEDx talk called Using Life's Challenges as a Force for Good. If you would kindly hit the like button on that, it will move it up in the visibility algorithm, and I think that my talk has the capacity to help a lot of people not feel so alone in their life challenges. So you can get to my TED Talk by Googling my name, Maria Leonard Olson, or going to my website, marialeonardolson.com. I started this website, three, this podcast rather, three years ago to amplify the voices of inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine and working in the space with my last book called 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life, I've met so many people who are helping to combat ageism and to lift the vibration of women and others in midlife and beyond. And today I'm really excited to interview cybersecurity awareness expert, Wendy Battles. She's an expert at Yale University by day and pursues her passion for celebrating, illuminating, and elevating midlife and older women by night. She's the host of the Reinvention Rebels podcast. She interviews brave and unapologetic women from ages 50 to 90 who have reinvented themselves later in life to see new possibilities. From traveling solo around the world with a carry-on bag at 60, to running in global marathons at 71, to launching a modeling career at 72, these women are boldly making their dreams a priority and reality. Wendy shines a light on the notion that we can reinvent ourselves at any age or at any stage, and is helping to disrupt limiting beliefs about the value of aging women in our society. At age 58, Wendy is a reinvention rebel herself, having reinvented herself many times during her life, including as a management consultant, voice actor, and health coach. Her most recent reinvention as a podcast host is by far her more most rewarding. Along her journey of greater self-awareness, she has learned the art of living on purpose and embracing life with more joy, ease, and trust. You can learn more about her work at reinventionrebels.com and follow her on social media. You can see all the links in the show notes. Welcome, Wendy. Maria, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. So I know that you do a great deal of things uh, to help elevate voices of women as well. So what made you decide to enter this space? I mean, you already had a, an excellent career as a cybersecurity awareness expert at Yale. So what made you decide to do this next chapter? It's a great question. And I will tell you that when I got the idea for the podcast. It was in 2019. And at that time, I had just started in cybersecurity awareness. I'd worked at Yale for a while, but I have to tell you that in every decade, Maria, in my 30s, in my 40s, and definitely in my 50s, 
I always was thinking, what am I meant to do? Mm -hmm. I've had jobs. I've been really great at what I've done, but I always felt like there was something else in addition or something missing. And that's how many different reinventions appeared. But I will tell you, because I was in that space of being open to new possibilities and I really thought, okay, Wendy, this is, this is the time when you really need to figure out what are you meant to do? And it really started with a tiny little seed that was planted when I was meditating. And one day I heard reinvention rebels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Man, what, what is that? And, and I will tell you to give you a little of the backstory that I've been asked to be on a panel at Yale. The future leaders of Yale were hosting a panel about personal branding. And in September, I thought, well, what do I know about personal branding? I used to have my own business, so I've done some of that. I started listening to a podcast that was called Package Your Genius. Hmm. And that was part of this path of me uncovering what I was meant to do because the premise is there is something that we all shine at. We just have to figure out what that is. And as I started listening to the podcast, and then I, I bought this woman's book, and it was a workbook that helps you ask some questions and uncover those things, it became clear to me that I have always loved working with women. When I was a health coach, most of my clients were women. I've always loved to see women shine and be at their best, their best version. Mm -hmm. And as I was meditating about it, that's when I heard Reinvention Rebels. And over time, it became clear to me that it was a podcast. And it also allowed me to use my background in voiceover and, you know, speaking, it it combined a lot of my different talents and was just a great way to help inspire women about what's possible. So that was the genesis of how I uncovered what I was meant to do that's brought me in this direction to help elevate women just like you're doing. Mm, I love that. So yeah, when when we're open to the messages, we can learn so much. And I love that you meditate, of course, and also that you remain open in so many ways for messages to arrive and for uh, the universe to inspire you. And we're we're all better off for your having done that. So do you think your colleagues at work listen to your podcast? Has anyone mentioned that? Yeah, some of my colleagues do, because mm-hmm. when I first started, I, I told all the women I knew that would like it, that I thought would like it about it. So I know there are a core group of people at work that listen, so many pockets of friends listen, you know, so it's been very organic in its growth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, probably pretty typical for an an indie podcast, And I, but yeah, so lots of people have been listening, which is kind of fun. They're like, I heard you when you talked about X or you had this guest on. I found it really inspired when you had so-and-so on. So that makes it really fun to know that people are listening. That is wonderful. So, I, I mean, some of the examples that I mentioned in the introduction, tell us about the woman who traveled around the world by herself with only a carry on bag. I love Natalie's story. And Natalie decided at 59 that she was going to retire. She had been a teacher and she dramatically downsized her life because most people don't retire that early. Mm -hmm. But she had this passion for travel. But mind you, she'd never traveled by herself before, always with a spouse or friends, that kind of thing. 
but she had done a little bit of solo travel just in the U.S. and gotten inspired and met some really interesting people in her travels that really encouraged her to do more of it. So she planned this trip literally with just this carry-on suitcase, and she spent three months traveling literally around the world. And one of the things that she decided, she and so she started off in Portugal, and she had decided already that she want, wanted to retire there. So she spent a month in Portugal, beginning to kind of get to know it, et cetera. But then she went to all these other countries after that, where she didn't speak the language, where it was all new, where she made all kinds of interesting friendships, connections, meeting people, experiencing completely different cultures, often being in cases where, you know, she was in Japan and she couldn't really read anything. It was hard to find someone that spoke English, but, you know, we figure out how to make it happen we figure out how to we figure out our way we figure out our way and her travels for those three months really inspired her about moving and I will tell you that earlier this year Maria she packed up all her things and moved permanently after months of course you know how it is it's it's very complicated and takes time to move to another country it's not as simple as just packing up and going but she did all the paperwork got everything in order and several months ago, moved to Portugal, where she's created this amazing life that she captures on Instagram. So she's really fascinating. She's a fascinating person. And I love how she is charting her own course on her terms and has reinvented herself in a way that really works for her. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. 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 I love travel. I spent the last uh, several of the last six months in Latin America, and it really expanded my perspective and increased my ability to speak Spanish fluently. So I, love I, I loved it. Yes, yes. That's so um, if you remember, what is her Instagram account? So we all can follow her. Yeah, it's it's retired underscore rewired underscore inspired. Wow, that's a good one. I like it. I'm following and her. She's really awesome. And I'll tell you another little story about her. When she got back from her trip and she was kind of figuring out like what's next before the, starting the whole process of moving to Portugal, she went to a local bourbon distillery and just said, I'd like to pitch the idea of being an intern with you. This is when she was now, I think, 60 or 61. She put together this whole proposal and they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Well, she did this amazing internship at this bourbon distillery and did everything. I mean, she just got so deep into it. And I, I, you know, I, I think it's a metaphor for this idea that when we reinvent ourselves, there are endless possibilities. You start down one path and then other things open up. You mentioned before being open to things. When we are open, there are so many possibilities. And often we can't always see them at the beginning. Sometimes we have to dip our toe in, get started, and then we get more clarity. Yes. But I loved how she just went for it. And they just embraced this idea. So it was a win-win for both of them. Oh my gosh, I love that. And would you mind also telling us about the woman who started a modeling career at age 72? How does someone do that? Isn't that amazing? Yes. 
I know we often have this whole age thing in our head about what I think I can do or what we think women can do or anybody. And I love the fact that this woman, Carolyn, who you can, again, you can Google, you can find her also on Instagram. She's got this very inspiring Instagram feed. It's Carolyn. I believe it's Carolyn underscore Doling, D-O-E-L-L-I-N-G. But she was retired. She was in her late 60s. And she said she started to notice that people weren't really paying attention to her, where she felt like she was kind of blending into the background. And she started wearing brighter colors. Mm -hmm. And she noticed that when she wore certain things, people took more notice of her. And then she had a friend that was a designer, a fashion designer. And one day she was at the designer studio and the designer was asking different people on video about fashion and their experiences, et cetera, what makes them feel good. And she taped a little something and the designer had this idea like, well, perhaps you could be in one of our fashion shows. So literally that's how it started. Often it's a little seed that we plant that often blooms in Mm -hmm. unexpected ways, but it led to her starting to do print work. It led to her being in lots of different, um, you know, shows. It led to her going to Paris. I mean, she does work with all these different designers. And that was at 72 as a vertically challenged African-American woman with natural hair that is silver. Not, not what we think of when we think of model. Mm-hmm. In the traditional sense, that's not what we think of, and especially right. not with someone that old. But it it just goes to show you, though, that we can always defy, we can always change societal norms if we want to. And if we want to create something different for ourselves, it's open to all of us. It's just figuring out what is our lane? What is that thing that sparks my imagination or your imagination? So these women remind me that anything is possible. Mm, Such a great message. Thank you for sharing that. I am really inspired by Vogue Philippines has just put their cover and it's gaining a lot of attention of a 106 year old Filipina woman. And my mother's from the Philippines. And I just am tickled every time I see it pop up on my various social media pages, that she is sharing her beauty, which is considerable at 106 it's amazing it's amazing and I just the other day I saw it Mm -hmm. I know just what you mean and she's so stunning yes she is Um, very encouraging we, we like to say in the Asian community Asians don't raisin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, some of my black friends have said, and black don't crack or brown yep. don't brown. I've, I mean, it's kind of. It's true. Oh, we say I that. Payback <laughs> as, uh, as we get older. By, I grew up yes. in pretty white communities, but um, some of my white friends are wrinkling faster than I am. And it's just kind of funny to observe because the standard of beauty in the circles in which I ran always was for Barbie-like looking people. And um, there wasn't representation of people who looked like me then, but there is now. Yeah. And I've had the same experience, Maria, a different path, but very similar. Mm -hmm. And it's really encouraging and very inspiring to see how things are changing and to see more people that look like us that are drawing attention. I think it's amazing. 
Yes, indeed. And um, my son, who's actually a TikTok star, told me recently that he's going to be featured in Vogue Philippines. I just can't wait to see it. Love it. Very oh exciting. my God, that's amazing. Yeah. For those of you listening who aren't who are on TikTok but aren't yet following my son, it's at Chris on TikTok and at Chris Olson on Instagram. So you also are a blogger. I love your blog about uh reinventing yourself uh at various stages in midlife and beyond. And I love also all the photographs. You, your photograph, you have a great photographer and you really do exude joy in all the pictures on your website, Reinvention Rebels. It's really a beautiful thing. Thank you. So how do you get your inspiration for blogging? What types of things are you drawn to write about? I'm drawn to things that inspire me in midlife. I'm mm-hmm. drawn to how we can be our best self. I'm drawn to how we can be more joyful because I think that so often we put other people first as moms, as working women, as spouses, as children to our aging parents, which I'm very busy doing right now for my mom. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we disappear, not completely, but there's, an opportunity in midlife to step into our best self, our best version, as you talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm really drawn to things that personally help me do that. So I often like to share what I've learned or people that inspire me, people that are doing that. And I've always been a joyful person by nature. I've always been an optimist. And I feel like in this world that is so chaotic and is so complicated these days, we need more joy. We need more inspiration. We need to be able to see possibilities instead of darkness. And there will always be challenges in life, of course. We can't ever avoid those, but we can approach life with more joy and possibility in a more elevated state to make it easier to navigate through those changes or those challenges. So I'm always drawn to things that add more light to the world, people, places, things. And I just love connecting with women like you who are doing that, that are expanding our consciousness, who are helping people, other people see what's possible. So I love filling my Instagram feed with things like that, that bring me joy. And just the people in my life, This just this week, my best friend who we've been friends for 55 years. We met in nursery school. Wow. So since we were three, she lives in Northern Virginia. I live in Connecticut. She, um, her husband and daughter stayed with us this week because they're looking at colleges and they were on a college tour. Mm -hmm. And that was so joyful just to, you know, spend time with people you love. So I'm just drawn to those kinds of things that lift lift me up myself and then can also help other people feel more lifted and hopefully inspired. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's even more striking to me knowing that you're a cybersecurity awareness expert. Like that is a very heavy subject. And yet you're a very joyful person. Thank goodness, sir. You could really go down a rabbit hole of despair knowing what you do, which is more than the average person, about just how little privacy actually exists. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right about that. There's like, oh, we have to be so careful. And I know that so many of us have like 
our whole lives out there for whomever to see, but it's true. I, I kind of wait. And the thing about what I do that I love, because I am really focused on the human side of cybersecurity and it's making people more aware, aware of their behavior, of how the things they do can influence what can happen to them when they're online. So it's actually really fun. And in some ways, there's such a strong parallel because it's a lot of speaking, it's inspiring people and motivating them to hopefully change their behavior. So no, don't write down all your passwords and leave it on a sticky on your computer <laughs> instead, right? I mean, all the things that often like older, not even, it's not just older people that can do this. Oh, my father this, does but, that. Yeah. But yeah, but especially, especially, yeah. you know, often the older crowd that isn't as tech savvy. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity to inspire people and get them focused on their behavior and what they could do to just make small tweaks to their behavior to be safer online makes me feel very, very happy. Like I love doing that. Plus it's a lot of talking and encouraging and coaching and the things that I love to do, I get to do in this job. So it's an interesting parallel to hosting the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm interested in your work as a voice actor too. How did that happen? And what kinds of things did you do? It all started in the 90s, which feels like forever ago. But mm -hmm. I, people would tell me, Wendy, you have a great voice. You should do voiceovers. And I didn't really know anything about it, but there used to be something called the Learning Annex where you could take different classes, sort of like continuing ed kind of things. And I saw one about voiceover. I signed up for it. You kind of make, you know, you just have a fun time for a few hours, but it often can lead to then creating a demo tape which I did. And I will tell you, Maria, I'm often a just jump, jump in and not really think about it first kind of person sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I made a demo tape and I'm like, well, now what? And so I literally got this list from the state of Connecticut. They, in the department of economic development, every production studio that existed. And I wrote to every single one and I sent them my demo tape. And that's how I started getting work by, you know, what they call shopping it around. I mean, things have changed so much since then, Maria. Because now people, you know, basically do a lot of their own editing. You don't, you can do it from home in a home studio. You don't need to go to a production studio. But I was very much used to being the talent where you just show up and someone, you know, would just make you sound amazing. You do your part and read the script and get, you know, take direction from the producer. But then at the end, it was beautifully produced. And you'd be like, oh, just like that. But it was so much fun. And I really loved it. And here's what I will tell you, though, that I, one of the most important lessons I learned from that voice, voice, you know, doing voiceovers and also being a health coach is that you have to be really persistent. Yeah. It's like anything, mm -hmm. right? If you want to, just like you're persistent about talking about the things that you do and this beautiful body of work that you have and you keep doing that. And what I didn't understand at the time, especially in voiceover where there's a lot of rejection, it's like being an actor, you get rejected like tons and tons of times and you only might get a small amount of work but if you keep going and you keep building that portfolio you know over time you can increase that but honestly I gave up way too easily back then mm. and didn't have that perseverance same thing when I was a health coach I just thought I don't know why it wouldn't be that hard for me to be really successful and you know success takes time it takes effort it takes commitment it takes persistence it takes many different things when we really want to do something. But what I will tell you is that the voiceovers and the health coaching were start were, were steps on my journey 
that were really important steps to becoming a podcast host because I learned it's about persistence. Mm. When you marry your passion and what you love doing with this, I'm going to keep doing it because I know it's going to work out. So you have that belief and you are persistent about it. You can really turn the page and you can expand whatever that thing is that you love to do and you want to do. And that's what's happened for me. So it wasn't for nothing that I had those experiences, even though at the time it didn't feel like it worked out and I perhaps gave up too soon, but they were planting seeds for me to grow into this new reinvention. Absolutely. And your podcast totally benefits from your uh, having honed your voice skills, which is beautiful. It's, it's synchronicity. Funny how that works out. Yeah, right? You yeah. never know. I know because I know sometimes when things don't work out and it can be really discouraging or disappointing. And we think, I can't believe this. I poured my heart and soul into this and it hasn't worked out. But it's hard to see the bigger picture sometimes when we're in it. And to understand how even something that maybe we might think of it as a failure is a lesson we needed to learn that we can apply later. It's so true. And sometimes I like the quote about sometimes a storm is clearing a path for something else because it's very hard to, uh, when you're in it, as you said, to see the silver linings. It's only in retrospect that those things become more clear. Like, for instance, I never wanted to get divorced. I thought that I came from a broken home and I hated it. And I thought I will never do that to my children, but I couldn't prevent my husband from asking me for a divorce and uh, carried a lot of shame for that. But now I know that I would not be able to travel the world the way that I do if I had stayed in that marriage. So there are definite lessons to be learned, benefits from every situation that we encounter and you're acutely aware of that. And I love that you have that message for all the people that follow you. Yeah, I think it's so important. And those failures are such amazing opportunities as you know so well, up close and personal, how that create that helped you create the all these amazing things you're doing now that are inspiring people about what's possible. And by telling your story, by telling, you know, by sharing this idea of those roadblocks are really opportunities. And when we find those challenges, we can use them to our benefit. You're living that experience, which makes it so relatable. Thank you, as are you. So I like to ask all of my guests the following question. What do you do to become your best version? It's a really fantastic question. For me, it starts with getting quiet. Being my best version starts with getting quiet and being more still. It's how I get my best ideas. It's how I get more centered and present. I found that the pandemic was an amazing opportunity to do that. The pandemic was so terrible on pretty much every level. Mm -hmm. The one thing I can say though, is that on a personal level, it helped me tune into myself in new ways that if we didn't have that, I probably wouldn't have. I agree. Yes. That has been such a gift despite the challenges that it created, because of course our lives are never going to be the same after that. But being my best version starts within 
It starts by listening and getting quiet. And Be My Best Version is also about proactive self-care. Mm, Not like, the self-care that's like, yeah. like I am thinking a lot about my body at 58 and my health. And being my best version is really mindfully eating. It's thinking about what I'm putting into my body. And a simple example is that I have an arthritic knee. I've had lots of knee surgery growing up. They said, well, one day you're going to get arthritis. And that one day is here, <laughs> unfortunately. But, and around Thanksgiving, it really started to act up. My right knee, it like ballooned up. It was so swollen. It was stiff. And I thought, you know, this is really the pits. But I really decided to clean up my diet after the holidays because you know how the holidays are. <laughs> I went on vacation and I ate whatever I wanted, which, you know, wasn't helpful. But I just decided that, Wendy, okay, at 58, I want you to start loving your body. Yes, our bodies are changing. And that does happen in midlife. It's just inevitable. It's part of aging. But we can lean into this idea our bodies are changing and still appreciate and love our bodies. So being my best version is really taking care of my body to enable me to do the many things I'd like to do in my life, to be healthy at 60, 70, 80, and beyond. And Sometimes that means taking a different path. Sometimes it means changing things up. Sometimes it means thinking differently about exercise. You know, my 30-year-old body mm. was totally different than my 40-year-old body. That's totally different than my 58-year-old body. So that sometimes it means we have to change up what we're doing, but that we can still be strong and fit and feel really good in our bodies. And that's that doing some of those things, how I eat, getting more sleep, I don't get enough sleep. I'm working on that, Maria. Getting more <laughs> sleep. <laughs> you know, really focusing on exercise, being more quiet. Those things are all part of a puzzle for me, my midlife puzzle, that are helping me be my best version. And I'm sure there's more work I can do on that. But I feel like I've gotten the intention. I've gotten very clear about the intention now of doing that which makes it much easier. So when we have a clear why, whatever that thing is, mm -hmm. why do you want to do this? Why well, know why? It helps me lean into being my best version and doing those things with more ease. Mm, great answer. And those are all good reminders for me and for all of our listeners. And I thank you for taking time out I know that you had family obligations this morning. So thank you for getting back to your desk so we could do this. And I encourage all of you to go to Reinvention Rebels for inspiration and joy. And thank you, Wendy, for being here today. Maria, thank you so much. It was such a joy to join you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 